Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust, a podcast for digital transformation leaders where we discuss the latest cyber attack issues, enterprise security strategies, and current security events so that you can successfully accelerate network and security transformation. And now here's what's on our mind this week. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to an episode of Cloudy with a Chance of Trust with Pam and Lisa. Hi there. All right. Today, our topic is going to be the modern workplace enablement. You know, it's interesting. So many are talking about it, but I see so many variations of what it really means to so many. And so what Lisa and I want to do is talk about what we're seeing. You know, so many are going ahead and trying to solidify what their go forward workplace is going to look like, right? We're, we're hearing that some organizations are going to bring people back to the office are starting to bring people back to the office. Mm-hmm. Some are doing like this rotation thing, right? Um, it's a rotation where a group of users are in the office one week, the next week they're home because another group of actual users are going in the office. So more like that hybrid work week. And then others are actually closing carpeted offices for a section of employees who are just going to be remote now. And it's really interesting because to me, you know, it's changed so much. Before the pandemic, let's face it, you know, people knew who were remote, who wasn't. Now you have this mixed user base. It doesn't matter anymore who's remote or who isn't from a security standpoint, right? Or does it? And And I think that's what we should be talking about right now. Absolutely. And in a lot of ways, we're coming full circle. Again, you know, I see everything through the lens of zero trust. And when we started talking about zero trust over a decade ago, the original question was, how do we get the same level of visibility and control for an on-premise user going to a local resource that we have for a remote user going to a local resource that we can have the single ingress point of the VPN where we can get visibility, we can put ACLs. So, As the workplace evolved, as people started moving out of the office, as mobility arose, and then applications started moving to the cloud, that definition of zero trust expanded and the focus shifted to some extent. So the desire was to get remote access, zero trust, to get cloud access, zero trust. And then, of course, it all exploded with the pandemic, but we're seeing zero trust go back to its roots as we start to come back to carpeted offices in all the various permutations that you just described. The challenge is it won't look the way it did before for most companies. So how do we ensure that a modern workplace has full visibility and granular control while still providing a seamless user experience for a user who might be in the office on Monday and Tuesday, at home on Wednesday and Thursday? We don't want them to have to think about what the difference is there, but at the same time, we also can't have gaps or differing levels of risk there. I think, Lisa, you hit the nail on the head. It's all about creating that user experience that is the same, whether they're on-premise or off-premise. And I think that's so important, but it's all about, right, the risk of how do you get there? And, And so many haven't moved to zero trust yet. And so they're living in these worlds where, let's face it, they're still in their legacy environment. Over the last 18 months, they took a risk-based approach. These organizations need to be looking, if they haven't already, at what did they do over the last 18 months? You know, one of the former podcasts we talked about that, you know, user that the the technical teams need to be going back. They need to be looking at what they've done 
right? All those change requests that went in, all those modifications, configuration changes, what did they do and where are they going to be? Because if they haven't already started to thinking about changing that, mm-hmm. they're just they're just literally praying that every day goes by that they're still okay. And for some, well, maybe that's okay, right? But others, they have had situations, they've had incidents and breaches. And when you really start to look at it, what's caused those breaches? Yeah, and unfortunately, the answer to that question is trying to retrofit a legacy technology into the modern problems we're trying to solve. So again, I'm kind of a one-trick pony. I'm going to pick on VPN and VDI, right? <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> you can kind of predict what I'm like, going to say here. And it's in particular, there's a couple of articles that I've seen recently. I think they were in Security Week. One goes back to mid-April. The NSA was warning that Russian APT operators are exploiting five known and patched vulnerabilities in remote access products. And so they're basically saying that it was critically important to mitigate these issues immediately. And the broad range, I mean, it was Fortinet, Cinecore, Pulse Secure, Citrix, and VMware. So if that's not like some of the top names in remote access VPN and VDI, I don't know who is. And they're saying these patched vulnerabilities are being actively exploited by a threat actor that's affiliated with Russia's foreign intelligence service. So on the one hand, we have the constant problem of patching. The dark matter of information security is unpatched devices where the solution is out there, but for very good reasons, usually it hasn't been applied yet. And then the, you know, the other challenge just is the assumption that the technology that you have will really apply today. Okay. So, you know, so many moved and have moved user bases to VDIs, right? Mm -hmm. From VPNs for various reasons. But one of them being also is that they believe it's so secure. But what you're really pointing out is, is it really? Yeah. I mean, a VDI can be a great solution for particular problems, but it still has the problem of the inbound listener. It still has the problem that you have to build the context-based controls into it in a way that's very often still fairly network-centric focused. And the other thing too is this is an ongoing issue. You know, the, the article I was talking about a minute ago was from back in April, but just a couple of weeks ago, CISA released analyses of malware samples found on compromised VPN gateways. This is not getting any better. And really, I think the key takeaway here is because our situations have changed, when we think about enabling the modern workplace, we really have to change how we think about remote access and how we deliver remote access to say, Not only do we have to provide this seamless access, this good user experience across this transition, this hybrid workforce, but we really have to make sure that we can have visibility and control over what people are doing as they come in that way. We really also have to be able to do the risk assessment to make sure that as we deliver this good user experience, we're not also opening up exposure or attack surface or we're perpetuating an attack surface that's always been there and we look past it because it's been there for so long. As a practitioner, how do you see this? 
you know, so if I look at my old role, you only knew what you knew at the time in remote access, a traditional VPN, BDIs, you know, Frost Citrix, those were our mechanisms. That's what we had, right? We knew the pains of them. Let's face it, when I hear the text messages going off in the night, I'd wake, I'd listen to see if there were multiples or if it was just one. Because if you heard multiples, oh God, we have an incident or something is going on, right? I remember those days. (laughs) Oh gosh, you know, and, and you really never slept because you were always waiting to listen. But, you know, the organizations, they knew, we knew what our pain was. We knew how to, how to work through it. But frankly, you didn't know how long, you know, when you connected a user to the network, well, if something malicious was happening, how long was it really going on for? And then trying to take your teams and look through all those logs, trying to backtrack and understand really the magnitude of everything that had occurred or was occurring. We also, you know, so many organizations as, as, you know, we were very frugal with money. We were very smart about where we spent our money because again, not being a technology company, being, you know, a regular, as a regular corporation, we had to focus our money where our business was, right? So it wasn't about throwing all this money at technology. So we were very conscientious and it wasn't about number one, is there a solution we can go to? And number two, is it going to do anything better than what we knew we had today? But being in this role now, right, and seeing how the technology has changed, how the technology for the modern workforce is really enabling them, I sit back and I think, why are so many still standing behind the legacy approaches? Why Why are they not getting on the bandwagon? Yeah, but, you know, you've listed some really legitimate reasons. It works well enough. It's what you know. Change is hard. Change is legitimately difficult and making the transition can be expensive but at what cost, right? Yeah, for sure. So I think the thing we have to keep in mind is as we're modernizing the workplace, we need to modernize the security strategy that protects and enables it as well. And one of the best ways to do that is to look at these new modern approaches to zero trust, to look at tools that allow you to have centralized visibility, distributed access, context-based, least privilege access, and to extend that in a modular, flexible way so that you can tackle your hardest problems first, or in some cases, tackle your easier problems first, where you figure out how to tackle the harder problems as, at a future phase. Either way, we need to look at today's tools to solve today's use cases. And I think on that note, we can look forward to having future conversations about additional use cases. Anything else to throw in there? No, I think that's great. You guys have a great day. Yep. Thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust. Check back with your podcast provider regularly for more episodes. You can find Lisa Lorenzen and Pam Kubiatowski on the CXO Revolutionaries website at revolutionaries.cscaler.com or on LinkedIn. Statements by Zscaler podcasters and guests are informational only and should never be construed as legal advice. You should consult with your legal advisor on matters related to you or your business. Zscaler makes no warranties, express, implied, or statutory as to the content of this podcast, and it is provided as is. Content on this podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are current as of the date of recording and subject to change. These statements are subject to the safe harbor provisions created by the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Full legal disclaimers are available at revolutionaries.zscaler.com. Copyright 2021.